We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also follow me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is David Bellman. He is a second-generation home builder, a real estate broker, realtor. He served past president of the Metropolitan Builders Association and past president of the Wisconsin Builders Association, as well as a director at the National Association of Home Builders. David has won numerous industry awards, including the 2020 Emerging Leader Waukesha County, 2017 Waukesha Freeman Citizen of the Year. His firm has won was won the Top Choice Award for Best Home Builder for six years in a row. David, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Lori. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. You've, you've got quite the, the rap sheet there. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's me not, not saying no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we, uh, it's been exciting because uh, I've been involved in a lot of things in the industry, um, you know, not only as a builder, but an agent, uh, a real estate agent, but uh, also do land development. And then I've given a lot of my time back to the building industry and uh, helping uh, promote, you know, safe and affordable housing. And um, that's been at the local, the state and the national level. So I've been exposed to a lot of really cool things. I actually have been doing a lot of speaking about housing affordability lately. And um, that, that's that been kind of cool because there is an issue out there. And so uh, that's been sort of one of my platforms that I've been been um, speaking on and sharing the information. And uh, I've, I've been at uh, the Capitol lobbying for bills and stuff. So it's been pretty cool, like some of the different things that I've been able to do over the course of my career. That's super awesome. I feel like every time I talk to you, I learn about something new you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like one of those, right? I'm, I'm always into something and I'm always busy. So um, uh, I'm passionate about the industry. I'm passionate about what I do. And uh yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one that you can tell, you can ask my wife this. I can't sit still. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, the stereotypical entrepreneur, right? <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Operation Finally Home? I keep hearing about this. What exactly is this and why did you decide to get involved? Sure. So um, Operation Finally Home, I basically was at a, um, a builder show in, in Las Vegas of all places. And one of my suppliers, um, offered to take me to a concert and I'm not a big country music fan, but he's like, oh, I'll take you to a country music concert. And I was kind of in the mindset, like I'm, I'm willing to try anything and do anything. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. And uh, it was a benefit concert for veterans. And I learned about a veteran that lost his legs uh, in the war. Uh, his uh, the vehicle basically ran over an IED and his legs were crushed inside the vehicle. And uh, he had to pull his mangled legs from the wreckage and um, the vehicle was actually on fire and there's ammunition that was going to blow up the whole vehicle. So he used his mangled legs to put the fire out. Wow. Um, and and it, it saved his whole battalion. And um, he had just enough strength to pull himself out of the vehicle before he passed out. And of course, he had to have his legs amputated. Um, this was a guy that's all he was going to do was serve his entire life in the military. And um, that was taken away from him. And so... 
you know, you got a guy that's thirties uh, or whatever that um, now is handicapped, has no uh, career option at this point, um, dealing with depression, all sorts of things. And um, this organization came along, found him and, and gave him a brand new, completely free home. And uh, it totally changed his life. It gave him a, a fresh outlook. It gave him the opportunity to be with his family, gave him security. Um, and uh, it, was, it was transformative and, and a person that really needed it and deserved it. And I just thought that was the most incredible thing. He was there at the event. I got to meet him. And uh, I was like, man, I, I want to be a part of this. I want to be able to do this kind of thing. So um, I got involved um, almost seven years ago now. Uh, brought it to Wisconsin. Was the first builder to commit to doing one here in Wisconsin. And I've done six homes already. And I'm planning on doing my seventh one. That's awesome. That's really, I mean, I just got all warm and fuzzy hearing that story. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it sounds simple. There's been a lot of work and a lot of great people that have joined in to help me do this, but it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's super gratifying. And um, these are all great people. And, and I never realized how difficult um, it is for veterans to return back, especially if they have injuries. And so this is, this is one way to really help uh, in a big way and make a big difference. Oh, Totally. Yeah. And I'm sure they're, the families are just forever grateful for your, your kindness and generosity. And that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. The family's growing too. So it's like, every time we, we bring a new one in, we always welcome them to the operation finally home in Wisconsin family. And uh, um, we have events and we invite them all. And, and it's neat to see them now interacting with, with each other and they hang out and do different things. And so we've created this uh, additional brotherhood, uh, which never would have thought of happening, but it's pretty cool to see that happen. I love that you're, you're making connections and, and connecting people. And, um, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and for them to create their own support network within each other, that's, that's even better. So, um, veterans like to hang out with other veterans and uh, they've had similar shared experiences. So yeah, it, it generally works out really well. And, uh, it's great to see that, you know, that happen organically. That's great. So you're involved in a number of things as we already kind of tackled. What other, what new things are you working on right now? Uh, well, I've got, yeah, I've got a lot going on. So um, I'm actually in the process as well of writing a book. Wow. And um, <laughs> so that's going to come out end of February. So it's all about leadership. So it's leadership growth hacks uh, for, for uh, developing professionals. So anyone that wants to improve their leadership skills. And um, I've held a lot of leadership positions over the years and, uh, uh, and kind of compiling ideas and notes and um, excited to, to get that out there and, um, and share this with, with other people and share some of the tips that I've created and, and lessons that I've learned over the years. Wow. That's uh, how do you have time to do all of these things? <laughs> <laughs> I were, yeah, it's uh, you know, um, get up early and uh, like they say, early bird catches a worm and, and having a plan and running in your plan and um, just, you know, uh, putting in as much effort as I can and making the most of every day I can. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of truth to that. Um, and, and obviously uh, young guns is something that's kind of major on the horizon as well. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So that, um, you know, it kind of ties into networking a bit. Um, young guns is something that was a opportunity that was given um, partly because of the operation finally home stuff. I had, I had met Paul Newberger who um, had seen some of the things I was doing and, um, we we had a conversation because they do some charitable work. So I was explaining how our charity works. And then um, the, his insurance company did some things uh, for, for our, our, our cause. 
And then he reached out to me kind of out of the blue a couple months later and said, Hey, I've got this really big idea and I, I would, I'd like you to be a part of it. And uh, it was to put on a really killer, you know, business development conference and um, he wanted me to speak and um, that kind of thing. And so we had some conversations and it evolved into the young guns brand. And um, we decided to become, you know, business partners on that along with Andy wines. And um, it went from being just kind of a conference to now we've got, you know, an online show uh, we have, um, you know, quarterly events and some other things in the works that are really exciting. So, um, and we, the cool thing is we were just meeting amazing people. We're sharing a lot of great tips and we're also elevating others and, uh, you know, building it as a movement. And it's, uh, it's been really cool and I've learned a lot and I've gotten to meet a lot of great people and, uh, just excited to see where that continues to evolve. Yeah, but it, it's definitely my experience with it has been extremely positive. And I know you've got um, you had mentioned that there's a big event coming up in November here. Yeah, November 12th, we have our first of our um, uh, we're calling it a summit. And so this is our fall summit. And we have two really great keynote speakers. And um, you know, one of them is amazing. It's going to be very inspirational. He was the youngest uh, gentleman to fly around the world. His name is Ryan Campbell, and um, he's a pilot. Uh, unfortunately, after, shortly after that completed, he was flying, and he actually had crashed on a takeoff, and he became paralyzed. And um, he actually uh, worked very hard in rehab, and he actually willed himself to be able to walk again. Wow. And so uh, talk about a really cool story, a great speaker. And so we're really excited to have him. And then um, we have uh, Brandy uh, Halloway, uh, who has another interesting story where she kind of created her own business. It, in, in her words, flamed out. And um, she basically rose from the ashes. So um, that's her, her kind of motto is being a phoenix. Sure. And so she's got a pretty interesting story about that as well. So I think both are really inspirational, motivational, um, and also educational as far as what you're going to get out of it. And then we have some panels that we're doing as well with, um, uh, we have a political panel cause it'd be right after this uh, crazy election and, uh, give people advice kind of on what's going to happen now, once we have an outcome, hopefully have an outcome on November 12th. Sure. Yeah. Um, and that's then, uh, close, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Um, and then we also have one that's kind of businesses that are crushing it during COVID. Cool. Um, so talking about different, uh, models and, and, and things that people are doing that are succeeding right now, uh, when a lot of companies are, are having a hard time. Sounds awesome. Um, uh, where, where can people find out or register for this event? Um, there's a, it, it, it's through a site called Hopin and, uh, I don't have the URL, URL here, but I'll provide that for you. Maybe you can toss it in the show notes for people sure. and, uh, they can click the link and, uh, we've got, uh, tickets available. It's, it's, um, going to be $30 to attend the event. It's about a half day event. Um, so yeah, it'll be great. And you can do it from the comfort of your own home or from work and, uh, expecting to be a pretty, pretty awesome event We're we're excited about the lineup and there'll be networking opportunities in between the speakers as well. So people can connect uh, with people online and, and meet some new people and make some connections, uh, while we're, while we're learning as well. That sounds awesome. Well, speaking of networking, that's what this show happens to be about, my goal is to help eliminate any fear that someone has when they hear that word networking. So can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? 
Yeah, I think I think my best one kind of ties in with my Operation Flying Home story, and that um, you know I was I, I for the first you know decade of my career um, I was in you know sales and uh, I sold a lot of homes, but I, I didn't really do a lot of like networking, and I started to get more involved in organizations and. Um, you know, just started to like, especially when I went to that builder show out of state, it was like, let's, let's meet people and learn as much as I can. And, and, and that was one of those opportunities where I just, you know, was in something I would normally do is kind of out, outside my comfort zone, kind of an introvert naturally. And uh, I went and did this and uh, um, you know, it, it's completely changed my life. You know, I think I, to do something like this, I've met so many people and uh, it's created a lot of new opportunities for me. And it was just, by kind of saying yes to some things and, you know, they always say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but, uh, not this, this definitely came back and it was, it was a good thing. So, yeah, um, I'd say so. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that that's probably my most successful thing because it's created so many new friendships, new opportunities and connections that, um, just not only, you know, locally here, but even around the country, I know a lot of builders now around the country and things, and, um, you know, we can communicate and, uh, do things as well. So sometimes I can ask them a question and I'm in some groups with, with builders that are my age around the country. There aren't a lot of builders my age around here. So it's, it's great to have those, those connections and those friends that, um, you can work together on a common goal and, and help each other out. Totally. Sounds like you had no idea going to that show in Vegas that it would completely change the trajectory of, of your life and, and business initiatives going forward. Yeah, it's um, you have to be able to, to, to do things outside your comfort zone once in a while and be willing to push yourself. And I remember when I made the decision to build the home, I was actually at an event um, in the Dells. And uh, I remember making that decision and then driving home. It was a two and a half hour drive. And I remember sitting in the car going, oh my gosh, what did I do? What did I do? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I came back, I told my team and um, they were so excited about it. And we just, um, you know, uh, I, I was like, somehow we'll figure this out. Like there, we can do this and, and learning to, to trust yourself and creating a plan to, to make it happen. Cause it, it was daunting when you think, how am I going to give a house away for free? Like that's sure. crazy. And, and here we've done six of them now. And awesome. so you can, you can do anything that you put your mind to if you really focus. Totally. I love it. I mean, that that's great. That's so many positives outside of this um, one experience that you had in Vegas. And I think that's a great story. Yeah, so it's David, better than probably some stories that people have from, from <laughs> right, Vegas. Well, so. that's not what this show's about. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so David, obviously you're speaking like your network has grown significantly. How do you stay in front of and best nurture these relationships? Um, you know, I think it's it's a combination of using, you know, the, the tools that are out there, like social media platforms, uh, like LinkedIn, and mm-hmm. sharing just what you're doing. And letting your network know what you're what you're involved in and what you're working on, because um, people like to do business with people they know and like and mm-hmm. trust. So letting them know who you are and being being um, out there for them, I think they appreciate that. Uh, but I also think it's important still to have that in person connection, and you know they kind of go hand in hand. So you might meet somebody directly online. Maybe there's somebody you're, you're intrigued by what they're posting or their their content, and um, you know certainly. I encourage people to reach out to those folks and, and, and try and, you know, get, get to know them a little bit. Um, and sometimes it works the other way where you meet somebody in person and then you connect online and then you learn more about them and then you grow the relationship that way. So I see that as like a two way street. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it's the internet, especially with COVID has really changed how you nurture relationships. Absolutely. Um, but I, I'm definitely a, a fan and advocate of LinkedIn as, as you, we both are, <laughs> yep. you know, yeah, picking each other yep. constantly and, and seeing each other's activities on there. Um, but yeah, advocating for others, that's really one of the easiest things that anyone can do to, to nurture any relationship. Yeah. And, and networking is a lot of different things. One is just kind of getting to know people and, and making that connection. And and sometimes you meet people that, you you know, there's some people that are like, if they don't see an immediate like ROI on it, they don't want to meet with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not that way. I'm, I'm kind of more of, um, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to meet anyone because you never know kind of what's going to come of that. And and sometimes it, it doesn't happen for a while. Um, or, you know, you might meet somebody and then maybe a year or two later, you run into someone and you're like, okay, I, I need to connect these two people. Um, or, or now I really need this service. I didn't need that service right now, but now I kind of do. And I, I've got a person. Mm-hmm. So your network has a ton of value. And I've heard other people say this and it's extremely true. Um, you know, you're, you're only as good as your network. Totally. Yeah. Your, your network is your net worth. I like that saying. Absolutely. That one's really powerful. So what advice would you offer that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? Um, I think the first thing is to, to be willing to give value and be willing to give first. So whether it's giving your time or maybe, you know, if they have questions, being willing to, to answer them or, or help them out, whether, and it can be done in a few different ways. It could be, you know, you just, Hey, I'm going to post and give some tips out to people. Um, and I think the second thing in that is not to be afraid to, um, put something out there, to put content out there. Not everything you put out there is going to be a gem. Not everything's going to get a million, you know, likes and thumbs up on it, but being willing to share things. And and sometimes you got to try something and you post something and it doesn't, you know, maybe it's the timing of the day. It may not be the content, but, um, you gotta be willing to try things. But the, the biggest thing is be willing to put yourself out there and then, and give value and you'll get value back in return. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. You have to try that. that, that I think that's the easy one, but giving value um, is an area I think a lot of people struggle with at times because they don't really realize they have value to give. Yeah. And one of the worst things, the one thing, the dark side of like LinkedIn and some of those sites is that there's some people that just really don't understand how it works. Mm-hmm. And I always joke, like the one connection I really loathe to ever make is with people in the financial industry, <laughs> because <laughs> the first thing that happens when I connect with someone, they see that I'm a president or an owner. And the first thing that happens, is I get a connection. And about 30 seconds later, I get a three paragraph in mail talking about how I need to talk to them and they're going to help me invest all my money. And it's like, that's not how I do business. And like, I haven't even met you yet. And you're already like hard selling me on something like that is the absolute wrong way to do business. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it's, you got to get to know somebody first. You're not gonna, I'm like, at least buy me a drink or something. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You got to add value. Like you're saying, you know, you got to build that relationship. If you can be a person of value, you know, that'll open a lot more doors for you and, you know, make sure that you're willing to give and not just trying to get something for yourself. Mm-hmm. Totally. So I know we covered this uh, slightly, but digital networking or traditional networking, which one do you find more value in? Well, I still, I guess I'm a little old school that I, I still like the face-to-face. Um, the, the, the best connections that I have, my closest connections are people that I've actually met, uh, maybe went out to lunch with or done something with at some point in person, whether it's just seen them at another event. Um, so I think I still, at the end of the day, prefer that, but 
you definitely have to be able to supplement that with social media and you should be connecting on social media with everybody that you, you come across and, and work with. And, um, you know, you can definitely keep that top of mind and you can keep sharing and learning more about each other through social media, but there's just nothing uh, quite like looking someone in the, the eye and shaking their hand and getting to know them or having a common experience with them that creates, uh, I think, a bond that's stronger than anything you can do on social media. Totally. I totally agree with that. Um, but I, I think they support each other. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, you know, really now like this day and age, you, one can't really exist without the other. Like if you didn't have social media, you wouldn't know half the people that you probably know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's such a valuable piece and you get so much access to the information. But again, like I, I have people that I've been connected with that I've never met in person and, those bonds just aren't nearly as strong as somebody that I've, you know, met face to face and had a, a face-to-face conversation with. Sure. Well, I think the face-to-face happens faster. You can oh, yeah. still have that bond and that relationship with someone you haven't met in person. It just takes a longer time to build that trust. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you we have connected with somebody just over the internet and they finally meet them in person, it's like, you, you almost feel like you're already friends. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're already like, you just can jump right into the conversation. You don't have that like awkward, you know, like, yep. uh, so what do you do? Like, what yep. do you, it's just like, you can jump in and be like, Oh yeah, I really liked, you know, what you're doing with this and tell me more about that. And all of a sudden you're just like, you know, I, I've had those meetings where you meet with them and it's like, Oh, oh my gosh. So it was like an hour and a half. I just flew by and, um, you know, you would have never had that if you didn't have all that other knowledge and seen all the other stuff that they've been doing and shared it, you know, via whatever you know platform you're using online. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So um, let's shift the conversation to something a little fun. If you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Well, that's a, that's a great question. And um for my speech, when I did the young guns speech, um, I talked a little bit about this and I think this is when my career really changed. Um, and, and, you know, I always worked hard. I always put a lot of hours, but I was, didn't seem like I was going the direction I wanted to. And I had met a speaker at, at an event that I was at and he talked about his legacy and it really got me thinking. And, you know, he, he just said, you got to think about your legacy. And I took it to the next step. And I said, you know, well, what would somebody say about me when I'm gone? Like when I'm dead and there's people at my funeral, what are people going to say about me? And I, I, I thought about it and I didn't know if I liked the answer at the time. And it was like, oh yeah, he's, you know, he's a good builder, nice guy. You know, and it was like it, I couldn't think of anything else people would say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wanted people to say like, he's a leader. He's, he's somebody that's made a difference in this community. He's, he's a great builder, you know, nice guy, you know, everybody liked him, you know, whatever, whatever it is he wanted people to say. And it, it really made me shift my thinking about a bigger picture. Like what's my legacy? What, am, what are people going to say about me? And so when I started to use that mindset, I started making decisions very differently. And um, that's kind of how I started getting involved with Operation Finally Home and how I started giving back into the industry. And I it wasn't like, I can be more than just a home builder. You know, I can, I'm, I'm changing people's lives. I'm building the roof over their head. You know, I'm, this is the largest investment they're going to make in their life. This is the kind of stuff that I'm doing. And it, it, it took on a higher level of importance. And yeah. it, it definitely changed and definitely gave me a lot more opportunities and it allowed me to see more opportunities that I didn't see before. Wow. So you were 20 when you, 
<laughs> no, no, um, oh. no. That's what I tell my twenty-year-old sure. self. Oh, got probably it. Probably okay. something when I was, yeah. uh, uh, probably about thirty-five, maybe. Got uh, it. Okay. I love that. Though. Yeah, it uh, it really changed my perspective, and so sure. more than just saying do this or do that, I, I think looking at the bigger picture, and um, you know, understanding that you only get one life, mm-hmm. so do what you want to do and don't be afraid to try something and do something and, 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 and be great. Try and be great. I love that. Um, actually I was 35. Um, when I had a similar epiphany, I guess. Like last week. No, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how old I am. No, that's okay. um, uh, my father unexpectedly passed away and he was very influential and well-respected in his community. And I saw the impact of his passing and the legacy that he left. And it really got me thinking like, well, what am I doing that (laughs) similar, like you're saying, how how are people going to respond to what I'm doing? And that really kind of inspired me to take action and be more thoughtful in how I'm serving others. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I lost my father this last year too, and he was a big influence on me as well. And, um, you know, at first I think for when I was younger, I think I lived my life sometimes to please my, my parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kind of started to try and just live my life the way I wanted to and to please myself. And, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm, you know, much happier that way. And I've, I've accomplished a lot more, uh, that way, but I had to sort of change that perspective. And uh, that, that was a big moment for me. And I definitely would tell my younger self, I wish I would have done that, you know, 10 years earlier. Totally. Yeah. I mean, think about how much you could have done in that time period if you started I don't doing want that to, earlier. No, I only look, for, that's the other thing, the advice that I would give is I only look, you know, look forward, sure. try to look backwards because yeah. um, it doesn't really do you any good. You can learn something from the past, but you don't want to dwell on it because that's just where it doesn't take you anywhere. You, you got to be looking forward. You know, you're uh, one of my my good friends always says you're like a tree. You're either growing or you're dying trees don't stay the same so don't be dying you gotta grow and sure. uh constantly reach reach a little higher love that that's really good okay so david we've all heard of the six degrees of separation who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with and do you think you could do it within the sixth degree um well i, I gotta think big you know i mean uh, it would be really cool to meet somebody like um like a tony robbins or a simon sinek i think those guys are just really deep, interesting people. Um, and I think, you know, given this day and age, there's, there's definitely a way you could do that. Um, and I, I haven't been intentional about that, but, you know, I look at kind of some of the stuff we're doing with Young Guns and maybe that'll grow and give us that opportunity to work with one of those folks and um, maybe have something with them someday. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely doable, but, uh, you know, if you never know. Like, he, there's always a way to, to meet somebody and, uh uh, and share. And, um, I've, I've had some, some kind of cool opportunities. I actually sat in the room with the speaker of the house once, uh, and ran a meeting with the, uh, it was Paul Ryan when he was speaker of the house. I was like, sure. I just ran a meeting with the speaker of the house. I'm like, how cool is that? Like, yeah. so you never know like who you're going to connect with and what's going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, um, the only way is to be intentional and, and, and go for it. If that's something you want to do. Well, and the more that you're doing these things as, as you've kind of illustrated, the more unique, interesting opportunities that present themselves. Correct. And yeah, and sometimes it's just, you know, again, maybe it's the give first thing. Like I was willing to give, give my time to a cause, give my time to um, something that's important to me. And it, you build that trust and then it creates another opportunity and 
in a, in a, all of a sudden you get a bigger opportunity. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you're looking around the room at people that you're with and you're like, Holy cow. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, being asked to do this or I'm getting asked to do that. I'm like, not that many people get that opportunity and yet it has to be earned, but you can, you got to start small and, and work your way up and you can definitely do that. I mean, you could get anywhere you want to go by doing that oh, really? and having that philosophy. Love it. So now I'm going to uh, toss the microphone back to you and give you the opportunity to interview me. What's something that you'd like to ask me? So, uh, okay. Good, good question. Um, uh, what did you think of the opportunity? Cause you're on, you're on my, my young guns program. You're on the YG workshop. So what did you first think about when I, when I said that program, what, what were your thoughts about being on that? I was, I was super excited. Um, you know, just as we were talking about that, the more that you kind of open it up, you get more opportunities knocking on your door. Um, and I'm, I'm all about giving and educating and being a resource in any way I can, but I thought it was an amazing opportunity and I'm extremely grateful for it. And it's fun. And I'm meeting and sitting on a panel with some amazing people, um, which is super awesome. So Thank you so much for that. I appreciate uh, it's, it. It's been fun. It's, it's great to kind of hear your philosophy and bring in great insight. And, um, you know, it's, um, I didn't know you well when we first started this. So it's kind of, you know, it's been neat to kind of, to get to know you as we go through this, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just some of the insight that you have and the, the thought, the thought from provoking questions you've asked, uh, some of the guests and, and what we're being able to do to help other businesses is pretty cool. So, um, no, I appreciate that you've been a part of that. And I also, um, you know, just wanted to see what you thought about it. You know, it's, I think it's kind of a cool thing and, and you never know where it's going to go. So sure, um, excited to see it kind of grow and, and turn it into its own thing. Oh yeah. I think it's it, anytime we can give to support other small businesses, I think is a, is a positive thing, of course. And, and sharing our expertise. And, and as you said earlier, you're helping to elevate a number of people's brands. And I think that's um, something that is fantastic as well, but you've, you've done a good job putting a solid panel together. Um, we've all got unique perspectives and um, we're there to give and support others. And I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's cool to see that you know, you can watch the show and, and just for maybe entertainment part of it, but you can learn something from every episode because even though the businesses are different, a lot of times the problems are similar. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so some of the things that they're going through, it's like, oh yeah, I'm dealing with that right now. Like, oh really? I didn't think of that. So, sure. it, it's I think it's really relatable at the end of the day, which is pretty cool. So, I think that's what's neat about it to me is um, at first I was nervous, like, oh, I don't know anything about this type of business, but it's not. I don't have to be an expert at you know whatever they're doing, whether it's welding or books or restaurants. I, I just have to give the advice as that I have as a business owner, that's probably faced the same situation. Totally. No, I I've always loved watching those kind of fix it, fix those business shows on TV. So yeah. it's kind of neat to be on the seat of the one giving some advice and kind of pointing out the mistakes. So I'd, I'd still rather be the one giving out the advice than the one probably seeking it at the end of the day, but, totally, um, totally. but I, I, you know, I give props to the people that have been on it and go on those shows because it is um, that can be, you know, you're putting yourself out there a little bit, but I think it, you know, it shows business owners that really care and really want, you know, to, to get better. And uh, I, I give them props for, for going out there and sharing their, their story. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you have to be vulnerable in order to grow. You yeah. Have to that's show a your big thing. 
Yeah. Um, otherwise you're, you're not, you're not growing. <laughs> as you said, yeah. you're dying then as you, as you spoke to earlier. So yeah, vulnerability is a big deal, especially not only with networking, but with social media, because it's so easy just to hide behind a persona all the time and be perfect. And, you know, I, I probably am not the best person to do this. Cause I, I think I try to put my best foot forward most of the time, but some of the best, um, in the biggest, uh, influencers and networkers are the ones that, that share not only the good, but the bad. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'm actually, that's one of the things that I have in my book. Uh, one of the interviews we talk about being vulnerable and sharing. And, um, I interviewed, um, Shay Robata, who's, uh, she's extremely vulnerable, um, Mm -hmm. online and shares just about everything. But she said, I, I thought she put it best. She's like, you know, I share the bad too. So when people meet me, they, you know, they can't, they can't attack me because I'm already, showing my faults. So there's nothing for him to go after me after, at this point. I'm like, that's kind of an interesting philosophy. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. All right, David, do you have any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Um, always be learning, I think is a big one. So, uh, you know, always trying to learn something new and, um, and as far as growing your network, uh, you know, be willing to, to put yourself out there and, and ask. And, and like I said earlier, be willing to give, you know, if, um, you know, be willing to help somebody out and help others first. And uh, um, that way, when you do need something, it becomes a lot easier uh, to ask, you know, cause if you're always someone that's kind of giving and helping others um, it's, it's like a kid, you know, if you give a kid a piece of candy um, and, and they're like super excited about it and they're showing everybody and they're, they're jumping around, you want to give them another piece of candy but you know, you give a kid a piece of candy and they just like, don't even care. Like, Oh, I, I, why didn't you give me the big candy bar? You're like, I'm not giving you anything else anymore. You know, like you're ungrateful. Mm-hmm. So, so I think gratitude and uh, is a big thing as well. Totally. I think that's a really important point to make is, is showing that you are grateful to your supporters and your advocates and, and your community. And that um, even if you are giving, you know, you appreciate that you have the opportunity to give, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think I, I'm trying to be more cognizant of that. I mean, sometimes like with some of the things I do, I get put in that position where it's like, Oh, you know, David did this. And it's like, well, though wait, all these people helped along the way and trying to be more um, just make sure that people know that it took a lot of people to make this happen. And it isn't just me. It's, it's my whole team, my team at my company, my, my volunteers that helped me at an event. Um, you know, you guys on the show, like we all make it, a success together. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, just because I'm leading the show uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it was all, all me behind the scenes. There's a lot of people that make everything great and, and you got to thank everybody and make sure everybody's included in that. I'm sure that's in your book, right? On leadership growth hacks. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yep. You got to be, be willing to share the, you got to take ownership when it's, when you fail. Um, that's a big thing. And, uh, you know, you take ownership of it and then, but you gotta be willing to, to share when, when you succeed. Totally. It's a big thing. I think that's a big part of leadership is, uh, owning, owning your failures because we all make mistakes and learning from it and then recognizing others, great accomplishments along with yours. Oh man, I think you and I could just talk about this stuff for hours. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But we're at the time of the show where we're going to wrap things up. So if you have, um, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what would be the best way that they can reach you? Uh, easiest, uh, fastest way to get me is actually email. So email is my name. So David Bellman, B-E-L-M-A-N, all one word 
at sbcglobal.net. So David Dahlman at sbcglobal.net. Otherwise, uh, always reach out. I'm on LinkedIn quite often. Uh, you connect with me there and uh, send me a message and uh, we can take it from there. Great. We'll include all that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's my pleasure, Lori. Thank you for having me. Great conversations, lots of good insights and tips for our listeners. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to David for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, just join our Facebook group. Go to facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email at laurie at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.